He wouldn't give for a mug of ale, or six, but he was about to be a little too busy for that. If you don't know, then count your blessings and keep stupid questions to yourself. I'm sorry to go, beautiful, but there's much to be done in very little time to do it. The man waved a hand dismissively. I hope you're able to come up with the money. He flopped back down on the bed, which creaked under his weight in careless treatment. Be a shame for the world to lose a man of your talents. Hopefully the fates agree with you. Ta, darling, Rath replied, mimicking the man's high city accent. He found his clothes and pulled on his stockings, breeches, and boots. Snatching up his shirt and jacket, he clambered to his feet. Rath checked that the coins hidden in the jacket were still there. I hope you find your way back to High City without trouble. Hide your purse. The man laughed and gave a lazy wave, clearly more interested in going back to sleep. Fun while it lasted, pity it couldn't last most of the morning. Ah well, best to put away distracting thoughts. Rath pulled his shirt on as he stepped into the hall, then shrugged into his jacket. It was going to need a patch on the left elbow soon. He could feel the fabric about to give out. Out in the street, the smell of cheap food from various carts lining the street, and in front of the bridges turned his stomach. He started going north, bound for the common bridge, one of three that spanned the channel that cut the city roughly in two. The top third, north of the bridges, was reserved for the hoity-toity, called High City. The other two-thirds, south of the bridges, was for everyone else, called Low City. The three bridges were formerly called after the women who had been in charge of their building, Sharenda, Hearth, and Martiana. But they were generally called the God Bridge, the Common Bridge, and the Private Bridge, which was also called the Holy Bridge, because the lords and ladies certainly acted like they were holier than everyone, up to and including the gods. By the time Wrath had hauled through the city to the Common Bridge, his stomach had calmed down, but his headache had tripled in agony. Thankfully, the food vendors by the bridge always had food they were willing to sell cheap to the locals. It cost him only a farthing for a bit of cheese and bread with honey. Farners would be conned out of at least a whole penny, but some of the really good vendors could get as much as two. Hail, Roth! He looked up at the cheerful voice and smiled at the man who came running toward him, shirt unlaced, breasts unbound, hair tumbling about his shoulders. Did you get thrown out of some lady's room to be running around half-dressed? Roth asked, and offered half of the honey-slathered bread he'd bought. Maybe, the man muttered and wolfed down the food. Worth it, though. You should have seen her. Proper folk are nothing but trouble. Nobody this side of the channel is proper, the man replied with a leer. Toff, a voice bellowed. You get your ass back here now. Toff laughed. Whoops, gotta go. See you later at the blue? Only if I don't have to pay your bail, Rath replied, and handed over the hunk of cheese he'd bought before shoving Toff on his way. Get going. The constable's wife, honestly, Toff. Laughing, Toff darted in to kiss his cheek, then ran off just as a cluster of guards led by a red-faced man with an enormous black mustache drew close. The man bellowed and gave Rath a shove hot enough to send him sprawling on the muddy cobblestones, and then took off after Toff. Picking himself up for the second time that morning, Rath brushed off what dirt he could as he once more headed for the bridge.
It was crowded, far more than was typical for the middle of the week, but the preliminary round of the Tournament of Losers was beginning soon. Hopefully Friar and the rest of the city's slush would be so busy terrorizing tourists that they'd leave the locals alone for a few months. Wrath pushed his way through a flock of fat swans, who were bejeweled to the teeth, one quite literally. Wrath did not understand noble fashion. He deftly relieved two of them of coin purses. They were stupid enough to leave accessible. He shoved them away where he wouldn't lose them himself, and where a sharp-eyed god wouldn't notice he had too many purses. Across the bridge, he fell into the throng of an even greater crowd, mostly comprised of young, overeager fools, who thought the tournament of losers offered a real chance at something better than their halfpenny lives. Even walking as quickly as he could through the mess...